Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my freshly cleansed co-host, Mozzie. How you feeling? <laughs> Probably not as good as you. Um, <laughs> no, I know you mentioned some uh, some diet changes, hence uh, the cleansing I, I uh, mentioned. Yeah, well, you know, just about time I start working off last year. That uh, just seemed to pile on and pile on. Yeah, it, but it you know, I started off the uh, the whole thing with a pretty good schedule and doing everything really well and eating really healthy, and then when it just kept going, I was like, "Ugh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that sums up like literally everything with with COVID and the quarantine era. Yeah, it started exactly. good, and then just like, Ugh. <laughs> and I was like, "Ugh, God, I'm so tired of this." I had maybe two months of really good like healthy habits, and then a, the whole lockdown just kept going, and I was like, you know. I'll get back to this. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to see anyone for a while, so no one can judge me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I live in my apartment. <laughs> it's so fun here. Uh, yeah, so it's been good. I want to be, like, in shape for the winter, you know? The reverse. The winter reverse wanna... hibernation. Exactly. <laughs> Got to be ready for those, hibernate. <laughs> yeah, those, those cold winters, like those, uh, those cold snowy winters you get in D.C. and the ones they get in uh, Green Bay. Because we had uh, Rogers show up today. He uh, reported to camp, and it sounds like they're going to work out something for him to play this year. He um, he showed up to camp. Uh, I don't know if he would have without this new CBA, so a lot of these players that would have held out uh, probably won't now because I think it's like 50K a day or something when you hold out. <laughs> there, was a lot of, there were a lot of concessions the players made in the, in the CBA because I presumably they were worried about like revenue with COVID changes and everything, so... Yeah. yeah, there are a lot, a lot of concessions were made, and so one of them was penalizing holdouts pretty severely. So Rogers and like Ertz and Xavier Howard like are all showing up. Um, at least Rogers sounds like he's gonna get a contract going, but um, some of the other guys may or may not. But with Rogers, I know at least my stance through, throughout the off season was I was assuming he was gonna be in Green Bay this year. Yeah, and we, we were pretty much on board with that like for the most part like we didn't see him going to denver at least not yet the i feel like we've all, we've just been saying over and over like he's probably gonna play in green bay this year and then that's it yeah and that's pretty much what happened yeah, it sounds like the the plan is like working out a more or less one year thing to play it might be two years i don't know but pretty much you can play this year and then after this year he has major control of his future more or less which is what he wants right and I guess they're going to bring back, uh, well, he wants to bring back Randall Cobb, I guess. <laughs> and uh, there's a trade in the works. I don't know if that's officially happening, but it's been at least t- the conversation actually has happened, which mm. is pretty funny. Brandon Cook set, tweeted something out about Cobb leaving. and was oh, like, yeah. you know, go, you know, <laughs> go home and get it, man, basically. Like, <laughs> like love you, but it sucks here. <laughs> no one wants to be here. Take me with you, bro. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, 
I guess since we're talking about that, I forgot to put this in here, but Deshaun Watson also has showed up to training camp, and the NFL has yet to really make a decision with him. Uh, I think they came out and said they're, like, investigating, blah, 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 all their, you know, shit they gotta say, but uh, I expect Goodell to, like, come out and say something soon on whether or not he'll be put on the commissioner's exempt list, because, I, I mean... Right. <laughs> I think he should be put on the commissioner's exempt list. <laughs> like, probably. Yeah. Because I believe... I believe you still get paid if you're on the exempt list. They just have you... It's pr- it's literally like a PR list. It's like, honestly, how the fuck it is. Like, if you have some shit ongoing and, like, it's not resolved yet, but they don't want you playing football because if you do play football and it comes out that you're a fuckwad, then it looks really <laughs> shitty. So... Right. They, yeah, they put you on that. So I... I don't know if they will. They should. But TBD, at the moment, I would say, though, Watson's value with him being at training camp um, is probably getting back up a bit. And my my Watson trainer was right the first time, and I'm going to trust it again this time. I think you should probably take advantage of this window to trade him. Because um, right now, it's seeming like it's on the upswing again. But... You know, the more that if he's at training camp for a week and, you know, nothing bad comes up, his value will kind of stabilize back to where, not fully where it was, but it's going to be a lot better. You'll be able to actually trade him and people are going to feel more optimistic about, you know, maybe getting a bargain. But the the ceiling for his value is not much higher than it will get, like, if this stabilizes a bit, but it could hit the, the floor as he doesn't play ever again. Right, like starting ASAP. <laughs> so, like, I right. would personally take this news and trade him because, like, even if they get a settlement, like, I don't know. Like, I like I said, I don't want to root for him anymore. Like, with all this going on, so I know it's really a shame. Um, but yeah, I think one of the things we brought up like a while ago is that these kind of things take forever. Like, this takes a long time. Yeah, it's pretty slow. Like, it may realistically be something we don't have a like penalty for him on until like midway through the season or until next season yeah i know and it might like we nothing might happen until like october Mm -hmm. (laughs) september october like it could it could take a while legal proceedings take a long time and that's because they're doing their due diligence but also it's fucking slow Yeah, it's they listed like a couple suitors. Like the Dolphins have come up, but I severely doubt the Dolphins will actually trade for him. Um, I, I would be surprised. The Eagles have come up. Um, <laughs> Less surprising. Yeah, that one makes some sense. The Broncos have come up, which that one you know also makes some sense. Um, apparently, they they came out today and said that Drew Locke will be getting the first shot or whatever at being the oh. starter as the incumbent or whatever. I don't know, but. If so, Whatever that means yeah. So for the Teddy next... will be a starter at some point. I think we can both agree <laughs> on that. Like, I bo- both of them will start this season. It's just a matter of like what order and how like you know how much they go back and forth and whatnot. But since Rogers is not in Denver, I'm just I will continue to shit on them for not taking Fields. Now, if he goes to Denver next year, then I will shit on them less. But I'm for now. I'm going to shit on there for not taking fields while they don't have a quarterback. Because <laughs> I have and to. And I think we are fair to do that because I think you and I both agree that Justin Fields is probably, like, I have pretty high hopes for him. Yeah. I think he's like, going to be good. 
Yeah, just because he fell like a smidgen in the draft doesn't mean that like he's not going to be good or he can't be good or anything. Yeah, no one's ever taken a quarterback before another one, and like they should have taken the one that was still available. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> I oddly enough, I was trying to make an example of someone on Twitter, and I I ended up using the Bears like doubly on both sides, and it kind of came out weird because like they fucked up on Trubisky, but then they also got you know Fields, so it's like double. You know, <laughs> will they fuck it up again? But no, I, I think Fields is uh, significantly better than Trubisky ever was or could hope to be. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> but, so moving on, um, Michael Thomas, uh, he got hurt. Rip. Very, er, very yeah, hurt. He got, you know, he so he got hurt back in December, and he um, got surgery. He got, I think he got surgery after the season, but like he also got surgery recently. I could be incorrect, but I could have sworn he has had multiple surgeries. But he did, yeah. Okay. Either way, he had a, he had a surgery recently, like in June or something, and he's gonna spend the next like four months or something recovery from that. So he's expected to miss like about six weeks of the season. And um, we uh, we put up a blog post on our website about uh, the impact of this, but we can kind of like go through it. So the receiving room now is really fucking hilarious. Um, it's I, bad. Yeah, I do think they went out and like didn't they sign Chris Hogan? Who hilarious. They were who hilarious he was visiting the, the team. I don't know. Did they sign him? I think they did. Because I remember seeing that, like, oh, like, he'll have, he'll be taking a break from professional lacrosse now to come back to the NFL or whatever <laughs> it was. Which I just cracked up because announcers. But, yeah, it's like Traquan, Marquez Calloway. They've got, like, Lil' Jordan Humphrey and Deontay Harris. They've got, like, pretty much no one left. Um, yeah, because, like, because Cook and Sanders are gone. So, it's like Troutman there. they got the running back. So, where... Where are you kind of leaning in where to take this? Presuming Jameis starts. Oh, they did sign Chris Hogan. Uh, I'm all in on the Ocho Cinco train. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. He was basically like, yo, sign me. You don't even have to pay me. Just give me, like, uh, room and board and, like, travel fees and cover that. And, like, we're good. Dude, I love Chad, <laughs> I love Chad Johnson. Me too. He's hilarious. Um... Oh, so it's a really gross situation. Um, I think my biggest thing is uh, you're going to see a lot of Kamara, and I think you'll see a lot of Latavius. I think you'll see a lot of run game. And I think Jameis is just going to have to throw it to someone. So I'm, I guess I'm on the Traquan. The Traquan train. The Traquan Yeah. The Traquan train. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, yeah, we've I, been kind of waiting for him to you know have his season because he's shown flashes it's just never been consistent and i mean if you ask me like Jameis's arm lends itself better to traquan than breezes ever would have yeah. while he was there because breeze didn't really have much arm strength the last few years he was there to be honest yeah the yeah traquan is the receiver i'm looking at i think he definitely has the highest upside and we've seen like flashes of the talent and like there have been games and moments where we're like, oh my gosh, like, so he has his chance to, like, be that guy everyone in the fantasy community has kind of hoped for. And, like, he and Jameis, their skill set matches up. We saw, uh, you know, a brief bit of that chemistry uh, in the playoffs. Um, so I will I will preface everything with there is there I you know there may be a little bias coming from me because Traquan won me a lot of money in the playoffs um, <laughs> on that bomb from Jameis. But they have chemistry um, based on their skills as matching up. We've seen a little bit of it. 
and they've been pretty much like glued together all offseason. So if Jameis is the starter, like I'm given, you know, Trey Quad the edge there over any other receivers. I do think Callaway gets some love in PPR and um I don't know if I put him over Trey Quad in PPR. I might. It's tough. It's it's really like you know, you're, we're talking pretty late anyway, so I don't know how much it matters, but Traquan definitely gets some more best ball boost because his, you know, probability of having those, you know, four for 120 and tutty games are a lot yeah. higher. But 100%. But yeah, like you said, the main takeaway is Camara. Um, so without, I don't want to inundate everyone with numbers like over an audio medium because I never get a lot from that, but some sim- some, some like straightforward stuff. I think could be helpful. Um, so last year, we had um, nine games, I believe it was, without, yeah, nine games without Michael Thomas, and Kamara brought in a total of 69 nice, uh, nice. targets in those games. <laughs> so that's about that's seven and two-thirds targets per game. Um, and if we want to separate it out a little bit more, um, he had two games without Thomas or Sanders, who uh, Sanders is not there, and he got 21 targets during those two weeks pretty solid um <laughs> yeah so. i'd say that's and then pretty, that's pretty good if we separate out just like the c seven games just without michael thomas and sanders is there that's he still got uh 6.86 so just under seven targets per game with no thomas but with sanders so seven targets a game seems like a very reasonable almost floor prediction in my opinion for him this season especially with michael thomas out like he is their best player by far now. Like, there is no question at all about who the alpha in this offense is. So, <laughs> like, a seven-target floor honestly might be reasonable for Kamara. And, the uh, yeah, Latavius is kind of an indirect boost, which I think he will get, maybe not forgotten, but there will definitely be more incentive for them to lean on the run with their passing game so depleted. So... Kamara's already going to get the ball a ton. And uh, we saw actually last year, there are some uh, instances where they would run out both guys on the field simultaneously. Not a ton, but they would, and they both had some good games together. We saw Murray have good games regardless of who the quarterback was. And um, in 2021, they open up with games against Green Bay and Carolina. So (laughs) it could be a good time to use both your running backs. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, because they're really good run games, right? (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah man we know that Green Bay run oh, is definitely not an Achilles heel right <laughs> oh Carolina too man they just yeah so like those first two year. games man like draft like draft Latavius Murray this year like you don't like he's not gonna be expensive like don't like don't draft him in like the seventh round or something but like if you get to like round 10 and he's there like at that point it doesn't fucking matter anyway so he yeah, will give you a week He's definitely worth like a late mid round flyer to me. Maybe not seventh, but I think if he was there in the eighth, I, there's a good chance I might snag him because you know running back depth. Yeah, there there's a group of running backs who have been like going in that like weird zone like after because like after like ETN some of those guys like they're you get to that weird zone where like Ronald Jones and like Fournette are there and like you get past them and it's like ew. And so, I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, Murray could reasonably lead that U zone. Um, and then we've got uh, Troutman, who was already getting some hype anyway, but this is just going to really give the trap train some steam. Um, throw all the trouts in the fire, really heat it up. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so <laughs> I was like looking through the tight ends, and so we've got a couple tiers. We've got that top tier of top like, tier. like you know, uh, Kittle, Kelsey, Waller, and then right after them, there's like Mandrews, Pitts, Hawkinson. So there's like, there, but there's a clear top six pretty much in general. And after yeah. that, you've got guys like Logan Thomas, who I think Logan Thomas with the new contract extension, I might put firmly at seven now, um, just because it shows the team is like committed to him. That always helps me. And um, you've then you got like Higby, Goddard, Fant, Tanyan. But I think like Troutman could very reasonably, like if we get the James Lott offense here, like lead the non like top six tier. Um, I guess maybe I'll, I'll, I'll put Logan Thomas maybe like at his own tier at number seven. But like Troutman could very, very easily and feasibly finish ahead of Higby, uh, Goddard, Fant, and Tanyan for a variety of reasons. So. Hmm. I think I think he jumps up a lot, and I am I am on the hype train for Chapman here. There we go. It's his second year, right? Second year. Yeah, which yeah, because last year um, he got like some chances, and they didn't always pan out. But I mean, he he has the athletic profile. He's in line for the targets. He did some stuff last year, so I think we could you know pretty reasonably expect a good year from him and like a fairly nice target floor too. When uh, Jameis was with the Buccaneers, he used Bright a lot, right? Dude, he fucking loves his tight ends, yes. Yeah. So, like, if we want to say, like, quarterbacks in positions, like, them using their positions, like, lines up, yeah, Jameis fucking loves his tight ends, so. Troutman, 6'5", 250, oh, yeah. Yeah, he used Bright and OJ a lot, so. And then you've got Nick Vanette, who's probably, honestly, they just signed as a veteran, like, tight end yeah. presence for Troutman to learn behind and block. He probably yeah. is decent at blocking. He's, like, 28. He's never really been a fantasy guy, but. Yeah, I don't expect Troutman to really factor in, but yeah, Urban this. At, yeah, but Troutman, yeah, I'm all on the Troutman. <laughs> Be fishing for those fantasy points. Hey. So, Trout yeah. are very bony fish, by the way. They are, huh? <laughs> Are, there, are, are trout usually the ones when, like, you if you, like, order a fish and they give you, like, that whole fucking thing with all the bones that usually a trout? Um. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Usually not. Usually trout, you've got a debone. Okay. In the back there, because they had hella bony. <laughs> they just have, they, trout always have boners, apparently, you know. Apparently. <laughs> Some horny fish. Um, but, yeah, with the Saints, the... 2021 outlook definitely takes a hit just like in general no michael thomas like you they're gonna be a worse team and then you know take a step back on offense so like with all this you know bump to everybody there is also the concern of like their weekly touchdown floor i think with you know a supreme talent gone but there's gonna be enough targets and opportunities for some of these guys where i like it's i don't think it'll be like I, it'll offset and probably board in the favor of these guys getting all these targets just because of how much of a target hog uh, Michael Thomas was. I'm looking through their schedule right now because I want to give like a little mini prediction on how much I think the Saints do drop off this year. Let's see how, like, because their schedule, pretty, pretty rough. Yeah. Green Bay, New England. I mean, I think Washington's a tough out. Seattle, Tampa. Yeah, I, I do not expect them rough. to win the division. Yeah, like I assume it's going to be the Bucks winning the division. They like, I feel like the Bucks have a particular path to winning the division this year. Unfortunately. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, dude. Tom Brady, man. You know, like I, I didn't really like start hating Tom Brady as much until like that Falcons game. I hated him some before because like a Raiders fandom and everything, but the Falcons game made me really hate him, and then I was a Buck, so I just have to I have to hate him. 
Even yep. though he's even though he's like more he's Florida Tom is more likable, but I still have to hate him. I'm obligated. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, my favorite thing about him leaving New England is now there's another division that gets to experience what it's like to have him in the division. <laughs> the pain because of it, yeah. it really sucks. <laughs> it really, really sucks. It sucks. It really, really. Sucks. Yeah, it's it just um, it's like two losses on your calendar every year, and you're not going to win the division. You're going to get the wild card, which means you're not going to get home field. It sucks. <laughs> Twenty years. Movie. Twenty years of it. <laughs> Jets. But uh, speaking of things we hate, uh, we hate injuries to players, especially uh, like you know year end. Ones we're really hope, ones we're really uh, hyped on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Acres. We so we recorded like and had a last, a last episode up shortly before his injury, but he tore his Achilles, which is a bummer. Um, <laughs> a terrible sucks. bummer. I feel yeah. so bad for him. It really sucks. Like, yeah. Thankfully, he's young. He can probably get back on his feet. Like. Literally, no pun intended, but that shit sucks. Yeah, I think uh, there's not like a lot of running back example. I know that was kind of going around Twitter, but there are there weren't any like examples like Acres per se. So like we have Marlon Matt coming back this year to maybe give us a little hope, but Acres will have like that full like a full year plus to recover. And a lot of times, like players will come back and like injure something else too. Um, so like if he you know. Hope, like, yeah, hope his rehab goes well. Hope the team is there kind of for him. Like, he doesn't rush back. So, I think we could see Akers buck the trend. Um, yeah, it's a big bummer. And Henderson is kind of the only guy there. So, you got to expect a fair amount of touches for him. But it sounds like Big Vay wants to, like, you know, not make him a total, like, you know, bunch of times a game guy. But yeah. They kind of have to at this point, but I would say definitely look out for them to like make a trade um, or acquire a veteran. Like I would like, in Dynasty, I would totally try to sell Henderson right now if I could for a good amount. I think it's a good move if you have Henderson because he's he might be the downhill guy, but he's just not the McVeigh like every down back. Yeah, they they drafted a guy who runs uh, gap skins and tried to put him into a zone, and, and like that's why he wasn't good right away because he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> And so he's like learned it some now, but he keeps getting hurt a little bit. So, you know, hopefully he performs this year. But like I said, I would I would lean towards selling Henderson. Yeah, I think it's a good move. You could probably get a lot for him because a lot of people are going to go, oh, my God, he's the starting running back for the Rams now. Yeah. Wow. And a lot of people were like standing for him a lot his rookie year. So you could find those people. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what a shame, though. We love Akers. I hope yeah, it all goes well for him. Yeah, it's a big big oof but before we continue um we were discussing amongst uh the group the uh you know the joke is what like my favorite beer is a free one my second favorite is a cold one whatever however it goes reverse order but we were discussing what point does a cold beer be like a free beer or like you know how cold does a beer have to be or how warm does a beer have to be for you to not take if it is free kind of thing, like would you pay $3 for a cold beer or take a free room temp beer kind of thing? Like what's the, what's your limit? And so we kind of came to like, if there's like a six pack of beer, like if that's, you know, room temp or whatever, how much would you pay to get that cold instead of, you know, free room (laughs) temp kind of thing. And so I was thinking maybe like 20 bucks or, you know, maybe 30 depending on how like cold it is so i'm like you know i don't have a good like warm barometer so i you know 
got this. Grab this beer. Um, okay. I, I think okay. I got to room temp. Are you gonna um, taste it to see if it's? Warm? Yeah, it gets very. Yeah, it is. No, I got it warm, like we were describing. Um, it's very bubbly. Um, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, we're talking about, it and I realize like you know, it's been a while since I've had a warm beer. Like college like as as a post-college adult i've not ha- i've not had to be subjected to warm beer oof but for this i am not, so, not a big fan okay so i take back my comment i made about um it being easier to chug if it's warm because it is very fizzy yeah have you ever tried to pour uh, like a warm carbonated beverage over ice yeah it's it, it fizzes a lot it fizzes up a lot so this would not be easy to, to chug and you can pour again then you have to wait yeah, so I've, I've got I've got a, like a thermometer here, like a meat thermometer. It's, it's clean, so I'll stick it in here and find out what temperature this is, so I can maybe get a gauge on it as well. Yeah. Let's see. I think we're you're definitely at seventy here. It's definitely at least seventy degrees. Okay. Oof. So seventy for sign like for scientific purposes, seventy. I think seventy two or either seventy or seventy two is room temp. So I've got this at like scientific room temp, pretty much. For the perfect room temperature. Yeah, dude. I don't. <laughs> hey, I don't half-ass my science. All right. Of course not. <laughs> this, is, this is real science right here. So, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I. So it's a Bud Light Lime. So the flavor isn't bad. It's more so the like composition now of the beer. Oh god, no, I'm burping. I'm burping <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately for podcasting, uh, burping is terrible audio. So I will spare those, but. If if I go blank for a moment, it's because I'm burping. <laughs> Morty. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll You're just getting into character. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna f- finish this room temp beer as we keep going. So okay. So I think for me, my answer is if it's room temperature, then free beer wins. But if it's actually warm, uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Yeah. Nope. That, unless unless it's like a German like, beer and it's meant to be enjoyed warm because, you know. That's weird, yeah. <laughs> yes, they <laughs> have those. Scientific room temp, it gets very fizzy, bubbly, kind of, but not in like a good way, like a, like a swell, like a swelling way, you know, like it swell, the bubbles swell up, yeah. Right. So, uh, if I, so if I was either drinking six of these for free or could get six cold ones, what would the cost be, huh? Hmm. Yeah, the, the cost of the enjoyment and the improved composition. I would say, okay, so I'd originally said 20 for a cold six-pack versus a free six-pack of this room temp. I think I would go a little higher because I'm I'm drinking, if I'm drinking six of these, <clears throat> I don't want to sit and burp this much. Right. So maybe 25. I think for me, it's like, can my first two be cold? And then it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, that's the thing, though. It's like, because it changes each time with a lot of variables. I think we're just assuming, like, you have six and... They will be handed to you at the exact same temperature each time. So it's not like, oh, I, it's not like, oh, these will cool off or warm up. Like, it's handed to you at the exact same temperature each time. Six of them. So. So here's here's my uh, my counter question. If you're at a club and you, you go to the club and you ask for your favorite beer and they don't have their favorite beer because it just arrived. So they have it behind the bar sitting on the washing machine but they haven't gotten to stock it yet, so it's not cold. Would you rather take that beer that you wanted for, and they'll give it to you for free, or would you rather pay 
let's say you're at a nice club, so it's probably what like fourteen dollars for yeah. a beer. Like at, so, at the, at the Super Bowl, it was like 18. fourteen bucks a beer. It was stupid. Right. So, would yeah. you rather pay the fourteen for that cold beer or take the the free? Honestly, probably a slightly bit warmed above room temperature one. I think if it's double digits, I would take the free. We're assuming like twelve ounce cans here of like a light beer. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because because if it's like if it's dark or like an IPA, then like war like the warm is not an option. It it, it heavily tilts, you know. If it if it's a certain type of beer, but for something like you know a light beer, you know like like most people drink, like normal people drink. Um, right. Because IPAs are terrible, at least in my opinion. <laughs> Some IPAs are good, but there's just there's too fucking many. All right, this is my brief rant. There's too fucking many IPAs. <laughs> you don't need all these different. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I I guess like that the everybody has a podcast is now that everybody has an IPA or vice not versa. your mother's IPA. This <laughs> one's got guava in it. Oh my god! Wow. We we put a real cactus in this IPA. <laughs> oh my lord! There's we heard you like IPAs. cacti and house plants that you can't kill. <laughs> this IPA might kill you though. It's like wine. This IPA is of garden hose and cat piss oh my god tell me more i want to drink that that sounds great <laughs> like what i don't know why my voice turned into what i'll call like an old edna voice right like, you, you need some more beer <laughs> <laughs> so <It's> selling chocolate <laughs> <laughs> oh that's what it is that's what my brain went there <laughs> chocolate <laughs> what <laughs> i always hated it <laughs> Is that uh, the one with like the guys made a glass? Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but um anyway, so back to NFL. Um, football. Yeah, so uh news today there are a ton of guys going on uh the COVID protocol lists. Um but so I wanna go over real quick the uh differences this year. Um that's a burp there. I was <laughs> pausing for a moment. <laughs> um, so if you are unvaccinated, it will be pretty much the same as last year. You will have to have um like that. I think it was a 10 or 14 day quarantine period and then have two Oof. negative tests in a row. But um, if you are vaccinated, I believe it's just um, two negative tests over 24 hours or something like that. Two negative. Okay. Or I think it's like wait 24 hours and two negative tests. It's it's something a lot less strict. So um, if you know whether or not a player is or isn't vaccinated, that might actually matter for fantasy this year. So. You know, yeah. if you're looking at drafted Joe Mixon, just be wary that if something pops up, he may have to miss two weeks. Because from what from what I saw or heard, that he he's not into it, if, is what I uh, if if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah. But um, and then you got you know. So, but if you know your guy's vaccinated, then you can feel a little safer drafting him because like, if you test positive, like, it's a big difference on you know a day versus two weeks, and that matters a lot for fantasy teams. So. Um, hopefully these guys all get it. Sounds like a lot of the clubs are, you know, like, I think like half the clubs are not like 90%. There, a, a lot of them are getting there, but there are some still lagging behind. So, um, I know, I know Washington's one of them. And, uh, yep. <clears throat> at, at the presser today, Rivera was kind of talking about, and he said he was, you know, just like, you know, disappointed and just frustrated that a lot of the guys weren't getting it because right. frustrated, baffled, and a little bit hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause his cancer treatment left him, you know, immunocompromised. So, as like, cancer does, yeah, fuck cancer. Yeah, dude, I can, I, I literally, I cannot fathom like being on the football team, 
and then like looking Rivera in the face and like just saying, I no, I'm not getting this, even though you had cancer and this could fuck you over and really, you know, hospitalize you again. Like And the like he stuck it out for them last year. Yeah. You know? He played during his chemo treatment last year. Yeah. Sticking it out on the field for them and they're not gonna do the same for him. Like I'd be like, Alright, you can leave. Yeah, and like Rivera's like one of the most likable guys in the NFL, like someone we've always kind of stood behind. And like, like that's of- your leading by example and the people, the team not, you know, following up and meeting him halfway, which yeah. I think is a little sad. Like I would like I would like I don't know how you don't just feel super shitty like if you're that like that player who's like basically like giving the middle finger to your coach in that scenario. Yeah, it's rough. I, I that that one that one like I read that and like they're like okay, I see a lot of these guys like you know Cole Beasley saying all his bullshit or like you know you'll see stuff it's like okay whatever but like this one just like hurt my heart I was like damn like this one's like real because you've got like a coach who has survived cancer and like his players are making it harder on him like shit that's tough I'm looking to see it they're over fifty percent. But most of the other ones are like, yeah, we're over 80, we're over 90. Yeah, they, they might be one of the lowest. I don't, I don't know where the bills are on it either. But um, I mean, basically like half of your team and a little, maybe a little extra. I mean, that's, yeah. And I mean, there's obviously some very specific scenarios where some people are like, you, you know, we're trying to have a kid, so we're not getting it just yet, but we're getting it in like a month or like things like that. Like we just don't know enough research on it. Like there are definitely some valid points for the select few, but you know there's 20 to 30 percent of the washington football team is basically just like you know not getting it yeah right because like some facebook memes or some bullshit yeah like like i i don't know if rivera has gotten it or not because like his immuno like because he's immunocompromised he may not be able to get like there are people who literally cannot get vaccines and that's why the rest of us should be getting vaccines but anyway that's a good point like he might not be able to get it and is therefore relying on his team to get it so they don't give it to him well yeah i can yeah i mean yeah even and if he does he's more susceptible to it and if he right does get you know this new super covid we've fucking got because of this bullshit anyway um ran over so they they extended logan thomas as well um that's why i mentioned he kind of slides into tight end seven for me because um, he had a nice breakout last year, and um, the team showing commitment to him is pretty nice, honestly. And then the contract was like fairly substantial too. Um, it wasn't like you know, it, wa- it wasn't nothing. I think it was. I thought it said like twenty four million. Yeah, three years, twenty four million. That's pretty nice. I mean, that's that's a that's a nice little chunk for a mid tier, so to say, guy. You know, he's probably going to finish. Right around tight end eight to ten. If you have to ask, like, I feel like that's I can say that with pretty strong confidence. Like, right around tight end eight is where he'll probably end up because there will be games, man. There will be games where he is just Fitzmagic's, you know, red zone man. Uh huh. And like, so okay, this is something I've been thinking about some more lately. So Logan Thomas, like, he'll be he's fine no matter who the quarterback is. I think. And I wanted to say that because, well, for two reasons. One, like, uh, Rivera mentioned. know men- which fits we're getting? <laughs> yeah. Rivera mentioned that, like, it's going to be competition. And then two, the assumption all offseason from everyone, including, like, I think, including, like, us for the most part, has been, like, that fits will be fine. But we can't assume that. Like, <laughs> we can't assume fits will be good. Like, 
he's he's shown much more competence lately and he's been more consistently you know dependable fantasy friendly lately but like he could turn into a pumpkin we all know he has that yeah but i do uh i do think that over time he's gotten better yeah no really cool that's the thing so that's i'm not like (laughs) saying that it will happen or i I, and the chance the chance is probably lower now but it's definitely still a chance. There's still a chance, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's still that, you know... Before it was pretty even split of which fits are you getting that day, magic or tragic, 50-50. Now it's probably more like 70-30, yeah, 65-35. Yeah, I was just saying maybe like 75-25. That might be, <clears throat> you know, a little favorable. But yeah, so... Logan Thomas is, is, uh, is fine, whoever the quarterback is, because we saw... Um, because we did see, I think, in that playoff game, I think I'm pretty sure he like peppered Logan Thomas with targets because they were like they were bringing pressure, and so Logan Thomas was the guy. It was him and JD and McKissick, I'm pretty sure. So, <laughs> but yeah, so a lot with Washington football team. But we can move around the division uh, where Jerry Jones has paid a hooker. Um, he not <laughs> the, again. Yeah, the Cowboys side Malik Hooker. I believe it's official now. I believe so. Yeah, much needed. <laughs> That's a nice little ad for them, actually. That's a really good ad. Yeah, I don't know the specifics on it yet. I don't think they're posted anywhere. But yeah, nice potential big boost to their uh, to their otherwise not that great defense. Usually, um, the Cowboys are they're definitely one of my big risers, like from the off season draft and all included to this season. Yeah, a lot of injuries uh, coming back. Like, oh yeah, Malik Hooker got hurt last enough. year. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, if he, if he comes back healthy and, you know, good, that'll help them hugely. Be. I, I agree, the Cowboys are probably on the upswing. That division's needed someone. They've been bumbling around, knocking their heads into each other for too long. Yeah, they'll probably continue to do that, though. Like, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, they'll still continue to do that. but <laughs> Yeah, how much will they fuck each other up each year? <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, moving over to the Giants there. I mean, this whole division is kind of making an appearance here, aren't they? I guess we talked about the Eagles briefly. Yeah, so yep, everyone's making an appearance. Uh, so Barkley, um, expectedly, on the pup list to start the year. Um, he's not even a sure thing for week one, so I think it's pretty much assumed he would start on the pup list. And to clarify, so this pup list, the physically unable to perform list for the offseason is different than the uh, like regular season one. If you start the regular season on the pup list, I believe it's a six-week thing. It might be shorter now with COVID, or like the COVID rules from last year. I think it might have been like three weeks maybe. But either way, there's no like, this doesn't guarantee any missed time if you're on the pup list for training camp. So the, the expectation pretty much is that he won't be doing much of anything until the season starts. So dun, 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 dun. I do want to ask though. So they must sit out the first six weeks of the season. Okay, so if they start on the pup list. Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. So but they can activate them at any point off of practicing, before yeah. the season starts. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. So with Barkley, though, um, where are you on, like, add on him for season long, kind of? Because, like, so if he does play week one, like, it may be, like, limited or something, and, like, or there's a chance he doesn't play week one. Like, where where are you at on Barkley for this year? Um, You know, that offense hopefully goes through a lot of changes i mean it's all kind of just assuming if he's healthy because for me i think if he's healthy he's in he's viable he's good yeah he Uh, is a freak of nature like if we're gonna describe anyone as that he and derrick henry fit that fit that bill yeah that dude's quads are huge yeah like he and like adrian peterson the sons of guys like some of these guys just recover better than most humans so 
Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm fairly optimistic he'll have a good season as long as he's healthy. He might, you know, it might take him a week or so. They could even activate him and not play him for a week, you know, just so they can get him week two if he's not a hundred percent. But you know, they want to take their time with him. Yeah. They put a lot of draft capital into the guy. Yeah, I will say, um, I believe Devontae Booker is his backup right now. So if you're, you know, doing redraft, I'd say consider adding him. If you're in Dynasty and he's available, go get him. Like, it, this is one of those things where, where Barkley is either maybe not going to be ready right away or will be limited right away or, like, you know, I never want to wish this on anyone, but, like, worst case, like, you know, some sort of compensation injury, like, you, you want to have his backup, I think, starting early on. I Definitely at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, Dev- Devontae Booker is a pretty good handcuff. Yeah, no, he, he, looked, he looked a lot better as a Raider than he did as a Bronco. For sure. And, like, he can definitely be a pass catcher way more so than anyone they had last year, as much as I will uh, gush, as much as I love Wayne Gallman, um, <laughs> as much as he did for me last year. Um, you know, Devontae Booker is a better pass catcher, but... Yeah, for yeah. Me, for me, like I like when I was looking at kind of Barkley among other running backs, he's kind of like, it's tough because like, if you get a healthy Barkley, it's absurd. But I do think I have him like below Zeke. Um, probably. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I, I I can't really put him like much lower just because of the upside. But like, I think I'll t- I think I'll take Zeke over him. Just because I think I think I there. would too. And that like, offense in Dallas yep. could be very, very nasty. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm good banking on that offense. I will happily bank on that offense. But um, yeah, so we've got uh, moving around over to Denver uh, and a couple other guys. We've got Sutton and Odell and Burrow all cleared for camp, not starting on the pup list. So that's big news for all of them. Um, Denver will. You know, needs Sutton around, especially if it's Drew Locke, because he uh, he needs Sutton to go get his inaccurate passes. Um, <laughs> if we get a healthy Odell, like he could really outperform his ADP, and then we need Burrow to support all these receivers. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I was gonna say, I feel like Sutton g- <laughs> like probably gets the benefit of Locke, whereas Judy gets the benefit of Bridgewater. Yeah, I've heard like some reports like from camp or like from camp, like from like practices and stuff like over the offseason that like that that is the thing. Like like Ju- like Teddy and Judy are like on the same page. Yeah, I mean that just makes sense. Yeah, no, like I, Judy's I, such a yak guy. Uh, even without seeing that, like it makes sense. Like <laughs> that just that tracks. So <laughs> yeah, so if. Uh, if Drew Locks it maybe a little, little more Sutton, we'll see there. And then with Odell, like that one's a tough one for me because like of how weird his tenure in Cleveland's been. Like I know, right? Like I just keep waiting for him to get traded. He's yeah. like traded that somewhere catch again. he had was six years ago, I think, mm. with the Giants. Maybe when a longer about yeah. that. It's like oh my god, it's been so long since he's been elite. Like people are starting to like his his value has gone way down. And we year. know he's still good. Yeah, like it's just a matter of like the volume, the quarterback, like the offense and everything. It's not really centered around him. So he could perform. He could easily outperform his ADP. But it's yeah. I want. I want to see him traded. <laughs> yeah, but no, the, I agree. It makes the Browns good having him. So, but yeah, Burrow. I I I totally hope Burrow's all good to start the year, dude. I want. I want to see that Bengals passing game go nuts. Oh, me too, and I'm so excited for it. Week one against the Vikings, man. That's going to be a good one. Oof. 
I guess they have Pat Pete, but other than that, you know, zoinks. Yeah. Oh gosh, what was the? I was looking at over unders for Week One. Um, oh, you were. That's right. So you're talking about some of them. So, um, the Bengals and Vikings. That one's only at 48, and that feels kind of low. You said Bengals Vikings is at 48. Yeah, which I got maybe right because the Vikings could really keep it low. But we like there was one like Jets at Panthers is at 43. And like I know they're not good teams, but that feels pretty low. And then my favorite one, okay, it's it's already moved a little bit, at least on this one. It, it was at Ravens f- minus four, now it's at Ravens minus four and a half. But <laughs> at the Raiders, dude, I would sm- I would smash that with a lot. <laughs> I would just, oh, buddy, that's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Lamar is going to look like the stadium he wins in. Yeah, dude. He, he <laughs> should. They should be, like, 10-point favorites. Like, they never have huge favorites week one, but they should be huge favorites week one. Like <laughs> it's, oh man, it's yeah. Tough. They were like we don't. They don't want to admit that they messed up the schedule by having a, a game with a really lopsided margin. But uh, that's a uh, yeah. And like as a as smash. a Raiders fan who's been following them closely, like they didn't get better. <laughs> no, they got worse. No, and the Ravens improved. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that 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 is what I will I will happily smash the uh, smash the spread on. Oh, it's because um, is it Monday Night Football? Yeah, is it the yeah? Yeah, Raiders are the home team, but still, man, yeah, there's no chance. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, it's at home in the new Raiders stadium. Let's bet on the Raiders, and it's like, yeah, but actually, though, um... yeah, that defense did <laughs> not get good enough to stop Lamar, <laughs> and. That that you know, uh, redone offensive line is gonna have a tough time against the Ravens D. But oh man, so uh, moving on. Uh, speaking of That's, the Vikings, that could be a bloodbath. Yeah, that was gonna be tough. But uh, speaking of the aforementioned Vikings, D.D. Uh, Westbrook has signed with the Vikings. Still, I believe just a one-year deal. But he, in my opinion, is now instantly the wide receiver three on the team. I like that. Yeah, no, I, I think, think it's, it's a, a nice good, fit too. Yep, I agree. A you know, more or less purely slot guy or i pr- presumably slot guy i expect him to get there a lot um move like they can move around some but I, th- I think on three receiver sets he'll probably be in the slot um i don't know how much he'll see the field because the vikings do run a lot of two tight end um i know rudolph's gone but i think they're pretty high on tyler conklin so i imagine they'll be a two tight end set quite a lot and most of the time when they're ahead or in neutral game scripts because Dallas cooks there and that's just kind of what they do but yeah he might be relevant at some point this year Ooh, I'm excited for that because Didi. Yeah, they needed some depth, and he's shown that he can. He show he's an NFL player. He should be on a roster. So is he King DDD or is he <laughs> get out of the labo- the laboratory? Sorry, as Dexter would say it. The laboratory. <laughs> uh, I'm trying I, to think I guess technically he would be like behind Thielen on the depth chart, right? But he's probably like you know technically by receiver, but he's ultimately like. He's going to be, I think, the number three guy. Yeah, he should be, because they've got, like, Chad Beebe and Ola B.C. Johnson, who are, like, fine, but... They got Beebe and Didi. Yeah, <laughs> Beebe, Didi. Beebe, Didi, and B.C. <laughs> <laughs> Beebe, Didi, B.C. Beebe, Didi, B.C. Oh, that's the next uh, bop. Yeah. Next Mazia Muscle bop. Beebe, Didi, B.C. Beebe, Didi, B.C. <laughs> That'll be our new intro next time. <laughs> I got Beebe, Didi, B.C. So um, <laughs> next up, we've got uh, some guys uh, going on the pup who um, weren't necessarily on my radar to be on the pup, like you know Barkley and Thomas. Where uh, we got Curtis Samuel, D- 
David Bakhtiari and Kyle Long going on to the uh, PUP list. Uh, I'll admit, I'll check uh, exactly why for some of these guys. Um, but they're, they're just guys to watch. I'd say so. Curtis Samuel is a it's a groin for him. Mm. Yeah. Hate to see it. Yeah, the groin. I know. Groin. And then for uh, Bakhtiari, it is his knee. And then for Kyle Long, who is now a chief, it's also his knee. So um, keep an eye on those guys just because um, we, we, we want to see them kind of practice some before the season starts, get in some like full activity, get off the injury report kind of thing. Um, because what, mesh. <laughs> yeah, because when, when these guys come into training camp and have injuries, like you, you don't want it to linger, especially, and I'll, I'll say especially with Curtis Samuel, because like, with linemen, like, you know, it's not okay, it's not that it's like less meaningful. Like it fucking hurts. They, they they play through a lot of injuries, but like Curtis Samuel having a groin problem could be a lot more finicky, and we're, we focus a lot on fantasy. It could be a lot more fantasy relevant directly than these linemen. Obviously, when these linemen miss, it really hurts. You know the fancy players on their teams, but you don't have to you know go change up your lineup and stuff, and then. There's not. I don't have a ton of info on the exact knee stuff with these guys. So, although didn't Bakhtiar like miss like miss some stuff to end of the year last year, if I remember, maybe he got yeah. some surgery. I can look into that. But yeah, keep keep an eye on these guys who are on the pup to start training camp and like make sure we see them like kind of get on the field a little bit. Yeah, Kyle Long's. It's not a ligament, or they don't think. Gotcha. But you know, new new guy on the team. You want him to kind of you know mesh with the team a bit, get some uh, gel in action. Um, okay, yeah, so Bakhtiari, um, he tore his ACL um, back in December. Right. So he might not be ready for the regular season. because that's a, yeah, It was December, yeah. Yeah, so the season will put in pretty much like at nine months, or it's like end of December, so like a little under nine months. So he might not be ready right away. And he could be someone who starts on the who starts the season on the pup, or maybe he doesn't play till like week three or four or something. So, you know, keep, keep track of his return, because I would... It's going to be tough for him to make week one. Yeah. Which is, uh, Roger's going to have to do some extra Roger shit. Yeah. And then I will, I will check on Curtis Samuel as well. Cause groin, groin is never ideal. No, groins fucking suck to get Yeah, I wasn't injured. aware oh of anything God. he had, uh, previously. I think he's had a few little things, but nothing major in a while at least. Gotcha. Uh, so he missed June mini camp and OTAs with a lingering groin injury. So it's been going on for a bit, which is not reassuring that he's had a lingering groin injury. Yeah, man, take take the time off. They say three to six weeks. Take the six. <laughs> yeah. So um, like it's so it's so easy to re-aggravate, and then you're just it's another two to three weeks of just hobbling around, unable to walk correctly. Yeah. Got to keep that groin groin healthy. Got to keep that growing healthy, baby. Well. <laughs> and then, so what did you say Kyle, Long was, Kyle Long's was again? His is knee, but they don't believe it's a uh, ligament. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I see, like, lower leg injury as, like, the listed. So nothing specific I'm seeing. But, yeah, so hopefully he can make it back soon. The Chiefs definitely need him on the offensive line. They've got a pretty new group there, so it may take a bit for them to mesh. So we want them all there right away so they can start meshing. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Lastly, I think I mentioned it briefly before we, like, early on, but uh, right when we started recording, we got, like, a blurb about Xavier Howard uh, pretty much officially announcing he was traded. There were some rumblings about him being unhappy. Um, he 
more or less is upset that they wouldn't like negotiate any sort of like contract changes with him. Um, they're pretty much just saying like, nope, which he's being paid a lot already. Like, should he be paid like, you know, a little more in line with like Ramsey and White, maybe like a little higher or maybe Ramsey's ever paid or whatever, but he's averaging 15 million a year and he's the number six paid cornerback. So it's not like he's like severely underpaid. Like, although I'm not gonna, you know, speak for this man on his money. Like if he believes he could go get more money, do it obviously. But Mm -hmm. I can see why the Dolphins are not looking to like change it because they probably feel like, oh, hey, we're paying you a lot. So, yeah, he's saying he doesn't feel valued that they're treating it too much like a business. And I'm like, well, you're in a product of a Belichickian style. Yeah. No franchise. That is true. Yeah. Like it is Flores. It is going to be a team. He's going to operate somewhat Patriot way. Yeah. Which is, you know, we're paying you to do this. This is your job. Do your job. Uh huh. Um, but he's, you know. yeah, he's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Like if someone said, Hey, he's my number one, I, I wouldn't fight you on it. So like wherever he ends up instantly gets a huge boost. And like, if he is gone from the dolphins, like m- maybe they work something out, maybe he stays, but if he is gone at some point before season starts, that's a huge hit to their defense. Cause their defense like turned it on last year. And that's why they were like in, like they were in playoff, you know, contention because of their defense. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, their secondary was nasty. It was really hard to throw on him mm-hmm. and Byron Jones. But, you know, yeah. Byron Jones is an excellent two. It's almost like the Revis Cromartie thing where, like, Cromartie yeah. really isn't a number one. But if you have a good number one, he's a really good number two. Yeah, they're a super good pair there. Like, so Holy Dolphins figured out how to, like, work that out and keep those guys together because, like, they need, they pretty, they not need him, but it would be very, very nice to have him there with Byron Jones for them to yeah. like hit their window with Tua like they're trying to do right now. So Yeah. Like, like we need you for two more years, like please. Yeah. This is our window. You you were pretty much one of the people who like came out and said like they might be hitting this a little too early. And like Yep. That would suck if they did hit it too early, just you know, in a weird way with this one. But I'm, I'm I said excited it's fool's the gold. There's something up there that I'm not buying into yet. I yep. want to, but there's just there's something something off. You you had, you definitely have been suspicious, skeptical. I would say skeptical of the dolphins a bit uh, this whole time. <laughs> the smell test. <laughs> yeah, these dolphins smell weird. These dolphins smell weird. <laughs> <laughs> these dolphins smell kind of fishy. They're dolphins, man. They're supposed to smell weird. <laughs> but no, I'm excited for the dolphins this year, though. At least on offense. But we know how I feel about uh, feel about that. And uh, so, lastly, I do want to mention Zach Ertz did show up to camp. Um, wow. Yeah. Again, probably because he would get fined a shitload if he didn't. Um, <laughs> Which I his do, contract that would actually mean a lot more. Yeah, I'm really curious if he will get traded or not. Um, it sounds like the suitors have been limited based on their asks slash his contract. Um, maybe a team with a lot of cap room. Who needs a tight end like Indy or something will go after him. Something, some, some team like Indy. Yeah, there, there are some things <laughs> that make sense. I know we've kind of talked about Cincy making some sense too. It's just like even more firepower. But <laughs> yeah, so I he has seven million dead cap. Ertz does. Isn't it only this year though? Yeah. yeah. So it's almost like they're gonna just string him along for one more year and then cut him and then he can go somewhere else at 32 which is really shitty yeah it's annoying yeah but i mean if someone offers them a good trade like they would take it but my guess is 
the trades, like, they're asking for too much. Yeah, I have no clue what their ask has been. I haven't seen much about that, because I know, like, with the Texans, they come out and said, like, oh, they want, like, three firsts or, like, some first in a big... Basically, they want, like, three majors for Watson, where the major right. is a first and or, like, or, like, or a competent player, so... And then you've got a... I mean, I feel like the past few years, all I've seen is the Eagles asking for too much for things, so... <laughs> It makes sense Classic that other Eagles. teams are like, yeah, we'll give you, like, a fourth. I think that sounds fair. And they're like, no, we want a second. I'm like, okay, dude, see you. Yeah, because <laughs> once you get, like, once you Nine. go from third to fourth, like, that fourth round and below is where hit rates really drop just everywhere. Like, you're still going to find guys, but, like, overall, like, once you get, because um, round one's day one, then isn't round two and three day two, and then day three is everything else. Like, the day three yeah. picks are where there's a lot of drop off in, like, hit rates on guys. So, a fourth rounder, I think, is reasonable for Ertz. Yeah, I mean, nowadays, I feel like fourth and fifth round, you have a better chance of getting something than yeah, maybe you used to. Yeah, teams feel a little to. better about it, yeah. It's not like the NBA where you have one one round. Yeah, <laughs> half a round, honestly. <laughs> to get, to get people. <laughs> yeah, you have a few guys. But, yeah, like, I'm really curious what happens, because, like, if he stays, all this Goddard hype is just for nothing. Well, not for nothing, but very much hampered. Yeah, I know. It's all been assuming no hurts. Hurts would love hurts. Hurts, hurts. Hurts to hurts. Hurts, hurts. It makes me squirts. It makes me hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did finish this beer, by the way. Um, it was nice. Pleasant. Party. I so I have others that are quote unquote room temp, but like I touch them and they're cold. Like I put it on the back of my neck and it's like cold because I keep my place cold. So I kind of mm-hmm. want to like try the not refrigerated but still like cool beer to see what the improvement is. But I don't know if I want another beer after that one. Right. That's not thing, refrigerated though. but still cool. That's like, you know, if it's free, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, oh, let me go but- down to my basement and grab you a beer. Like, oh, like this was in like, or like, you know, it's cold outside. This is my garage. Hopefully this will do. Like, yeah, right, bro. Like, dope. <laughs> but after drinking this, you know, lukewarm scientifically room temp beer i don't know like the the mental game of doing six of these like i would need to not have had much food or like i would need Mm. to like ensure i would i would be drunk before it's finished just kind of sits huh yeah i would either need to have just eaten or to have not eaten because i would either want to be drunk soon or be very confident that my belly would be okay based on recent food i know i'm like can i get a like two cold ones to start and then after that i'm good <laughs> yeah that's the then thing, i like, have the warm beer i just sip on it you know it's yeah. fine there are so many variables to that like when does a free not cold beer pass a like costly cold beer and vice versa mm. well, where uh, does the graft shift yeah because like maybe like five dollars is a point or like so like, if, if we say our our beer is cold but the cost is increasing and the other option is a you know lukewarm free beer at what cost do you take the cold beer over that lukewarm free beer and i think after this um i think four three three Hmm. because if it's one it's different if it's one if i'm like okay like three or four like 350 i think 350 would be the line for that if it's just (laughs) one um because okay i'm it's just one i can manage it but vice versa, what temperature 
okay, if we fix the beer cost, okay, we say it's a $5 beer, what temperature would I, you know, go pay instead of taking the free beer? Like, how much, how, like, how much over warm would you go, you know? Like, would you, would you drink a hot beer? No. (laughs) If it's, if it's a legitimately hot beer, then no. Yeah. Like, one that's, one that's been, or just not drink. Yeah, one that's been in a garage during the summer. Like, what? Like, that's free, but how much would you pay for a cold one instead of it? I'd probably pay 8 to 12 bucks. Yeah, it's a matter of, like, discomfort level yep. at that point. I think that's my line is around there. Yeah, I, I'm like, I would go to, if I was at a bar or whatever and my option was free warm beer or I could pay $12 for a cold one, I would probably pay 12 for the cold because I'm not going to have that many. Yeah, that's that's one. I, li- I liked the, the six-pack aspect of it that Johnny brought up because it adds, like, a little more stakes to it. Slash, like, it eliminates some variables or, like, you know, uh, right. some of the, like, you know, what about this? What about that parts of it? Because, um, like, if, you know, if you're saying, oh, I can go to the grocery store and buy a six-pack, then I will totally do that. Get a right. cold, you get a cold grocery store price six-pack. Yeah. That's not, you know, that's not much more than a dollar a beer. But, like, if I'm paying, you know, that's why I said, like, $3 a beer for a six-pack. So, okay, like, 20 bucks is definitely fine. 25 might be the line. Not quite 30 So, anyway, quite a conundrum. <laughs> favorite beers are free and cold beers but which is better but which is actually better it's like a, it's like a twilight zone thing i like imagine <laughs> that theme's on playing like i'll put that in over it we all love a free beer we all love a cold beer but which is better <laughs> get some rod sterling in here Do voice on this day i don't know how he sounds he's got a very like succinct kind of voice yeah it's not like hey see but it's like right. not like he wanted a cold Solid. beer. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that concludes our episode of uh, <laughs> Mozzie and the Muscle. Um, we are working on making our website a bit easier to access. Um, it will soon be available easily at mozzieandthemuscle.com. And uh, we, of course, are on Twitter, as every football person is, at uh, mozzieandmuscle. And then we are on TikTok and we haven't posted any videos yet, but I think we should make make a commitment to do that this week. Post that we're going to post a video this week uh, hey, on our TikTok. Let's do it. Yeah. Also at uh, Mozzie and Muscle. But uh, until next time, thank you for tuning in, and we will miss you dearly. <laughs>